0: Aloha, warriors! Josh Loia, aka Joshua the Jedi, the aspiring servant warrior, and I have uh, have with me a really interesting woman who's who's doing a bunch of cool stuff and being very open and honest uh, about her journey in life. And uh, Bianca Woolwick. Oh my gosh! I think I actually said it right. You <laughs> How did. Are you?
1: I am so happy for <laughs> <Thank> you. you.
0: <laughs> well, I am an English major dropout, so I, you know that that's a mix. Sometimes I'm, some, those of us who were English majors, we either are really good at vocabulary and bad at pronunciation and or really good at pronunciation and bad at uh I'm kind of mediocre at best so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh one of the things that I, it's funny I was I, we we're talking before we got recording um one we're both currently based in the San Diego area which is kind of cool and um the the other thing though is that I I didn't know a whole lot about you until just a few weeks ago. And just kind of hearing you speak open and honestly about the whole imposter syndrome thing, I think is totally, I'm really glad that you're talking about it because I'm sure it's been around mm-hmm. for longer than it's been in sort of a, you know, exchange of ideas on people's lips, so to speak. Uh, but we're, we're at least kind of being a little bit more real. I think the last year has kind of forced us, oh, we can't really pretend anymore. We got to actually address what's actually happening. And I'm, I'm glad you're speaking to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, it's uh It's kind of one of those things that it it feels like in the last year it's become a lot Mm -hmm. more prevalent. So the podcast came to be because I got laid off, (laughs) as many people did when the pandemic hit. Um, And so uh, I always wanted to do this pod, like do a podcast because I I was a radio background in college. So I love and I love talking to people. And I thought, well, you know, I might as well just try it. I'll put it out there, and then if no one listens to it, then that's okay. And at first, I was begging my friends (laughs) to be on my podcast, and then now I'm at a point where I get to like, you know, think. Interest is freely flying in, which is a really exciting sure. time and a really exciting thing for me. Um, and uh, so, imposter syndrome is one of those things where, if you have a beer with a buddy and maybe like, well, you let your guard down, you and then you kind of go, to it a little "I don't bit. know what I'm yeah. doing." Like I, don't know what I'm do- like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then you're like, wow, I feel that way too. And the, po- the podcast and the premise of it was that I, I was a, most recently a marketing director for a company here in San Diego. Um, uh, it was a branch of a Fortune 500 company. I finally got to the pinnacle of my career, um, became a marketing director. There's not much further you can go, maybe marketing VP or, or whatever. But I, I finally got to this place in my career where I was like, wow, like I'm doing the thing. But I still felt sure. imposter syndrome. I still wondered when my boss was going to come in and fire me or, or whatever. And then when it happened, I didn't die. So normalizing and it the wasn't conversation, because of I your, think makes people It, feel it good. sounds
0: like it had more to do with the pandemic and all that stuff than it did about your yes. job performance.
1: Yes, absolutely. And so it was not a me problem. It and, was just circumstances. <laughs> Thankfully, it would probably, you, know, you probably yeah, took it yeah. better,
0: I, I assume, than you would have if it had actually been like a mistake you had made that had got you fired or something or...
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, you know, it just, it, it gave me, granted me this opportunity to, to like do a creative thing. And I thought, well, if, you know, I put it out there and it doesn't really get a lot of traction, um, then 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 fine. But now it feels like a pandemic portfolio of just all of these stories. And, and, and when you talk about authenticity, yeah. what I find from all walks of life that I speak with all over the world is that you really don't combat that imposter syndrome until you are being true to yourself and who you mm-hmm. are. So it's felt when you are at points of uncomfortableness and you need to change
0: fully. And it's, it's interesting too. Cause like, um, we, we started this podcast here out of sort of a desperation of, you know, my wife and I ran a, a small, but notable, uh, martial arts dojo, uh, out of the spring Valley mm-hmm. area. So not, not too far from where I'm living now. And do you know Jason Brooks by chance? I don't, but I I might. Oh. I know a lot of Jasons, and
1: <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he 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 does he he's in the he trains and he okay, right him. on. So, yeah, no no worries no worries. I know a lot of time. people. The
0: martial arts world is <laughs> both large and yeah. small at the same time. Um, yeah. But one of the things you know, we basically inherited my kempo instructor, my wife and I inherited the dojo in December of 2019. We're just barely getting but Have maybe like a hundred dollars of profit every month. You know because I'm mm-hmm. not a business guy. I, I basically, you know, I've, I've, I've had regular jobs here and there then, you know, been in bands and stuff, not a lot of non-standard employment for me. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and, uh, then the pandemic basically shut us down. Couldn't do much of anything. And started the podcast as something to build up. I'm also a up comedian. I couldn't get out and perform like to satisfy my own conscience. And so I think going through something difficult, you either kind of find your way or you flail. And sometimes you kind of yeah. flail until you find your way. And mm-hmm. I, that's yeah, kind of hey, where I'm and, at right now. But, you're, but you're, you're building. <laughs> I mean, like, it's not, you started out small, but I heard you talk. Who's the guy that, the, there's a guy from the UK that just had you on a while back.
1: Okay. So you know how you were really worried about butchering my uh-huh. last name? I I was going to okay. butcher his. So st- um, his name is Lee Green Howe. How ho oh, sorry sorry <laughs> I love you We're friends on Facebook you can add me um, and he is a filmmaker he had me on his podcast called My Way of Thinking and uh, I had him on mine and um, he's uh, just really he, a person. He seemed like su- such the
0: most genuine guy and 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 you know and and yeah oh it was really cool but it was so neat though listening to that particular conversation because that was what kind of locked me in like okay yeah we definitely have to have her on was exactly that the authenticity you you started well it's very kind of punk rock ethic i think and you just bit like well i'm gonna do it i'm gonna grab my skills that i have and i don't know what i'm doing but i'm just gonna start
1: <laughs> oh yeah 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 in my first episode so my husband's like my biggest cheerleader my husband's uh just a uh- amazing amazing i love him he has always been like a foam finger like i'm your number one fan you can do anything you put your mind to and uh, and i was always just so negative towards myself mm-hmm. all the time i would doubt myself i don't know if it's being a woman in the workforce i don't know if it's if it's just a woman thing and now i'm realizing it's just a sure. human thing it's human it might, it's there human might be some thing things be that are specific it's a human thing for self-esteem There might be some few
0: things that are specific yeah. to the the way in which women are treated but you know i think it is a thing that people deal with regardless of gender for yeah. sure
1: yeah, so my first episode, my husband it, it, at the beginning of this pandemic, Lovato. You know, we were doing all <laughs> of the housework. work. We were doing all of these. <laughs> no, things. no
0: disrespect to Miss Lovato. <laughs> she's she's all right, but
1: <laughs> I love her. She was my Lyft driver once, true fact. No shit. Um, and yeah, that's
0: hilarious.
1: <laughs> um, so so I I convinced my tattoo artist Christina. She's out of Last Days Ocean Beach. Um, she's done all. Sorry, yeah, she's basically done all of my tattoos, and I'm getting another one this week. Nice. Whatever, uh, she so I convinced her because she's a, she comes from a fine artist background, and she's like, yeah, I would love to be on your podcast. My husband being like my. You know, big cheerleader. He's working on painting the cabinets this royal blue co- color, and um, he kept interjecting, <laughs> like trying to have a conversation too. when I had my headphones in because I was sitting at the kitchen table, and it's kind of sweet when I go back and I listen to that episode of like kind of how I had no idea what right. I was doing, and I and I, I really didn't stick to my format or my questionnaire, and I just. Ooh. And I had a radio friend, um, who listened to it and gave me her honest feedback. And she said, you need to relate all of your content. Like everyone needs to be able to relate. Cause I was talking about San Diego and she's like, I'm in Denver. I don't know where that is. So now I will, I will kind of break the fourth wall and and break it down and explain that. But I took that feedback very constructively. And I've, I've always just kind of kept that top of mind now when I interview people.
0: Well, and I I think it's good. And one of the cool things about, um, podcasting and, and kind of the, the difference with what i do and with what you're doing with your podcast is it doesn't have to stick to a tight edit right because i mean yeah mm-hmm. we have you know some basic guideline as far as when you and i have to end today but if we're not like a su- tight 42 minutes it's not like we have to leave in room for commercials because we're going to miss our broadcast time it's we, the podcast can be 10 minutes or two hours if we want to you know? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. And they'd like they they'd say the general guideline is like, maybe not over an hour. But I sometimes I, I mean, I've interviewed some really amazing people where I didn't really know much about them. And all of a sudden, we're, you know, gabbing for over an hour. And I don't want that to mm-hmm. end. So I always... I always try to just kind of, you know, every conversation is different. Every person's yep. different. Everyone has a story. My biggest pet peeve, though, is when I ask someone, I'm like, oh, wow, you're so interesting. I, I would love to have you on my podcast. And they're like, ooh, I don't think so. Like, I don't think so. Like, I'm not interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm boring. And it's like, everyone has a story to tell. It's, it's the same It's the same an- analogy of there's no bad bar trivia player. <laughs> everyone has something that they know. knowledge something in their about. brain. Yeah. Right, exactly. Like, it might be the day where your stamp collection gets, like, talked about like we we need you, Karen. Let's go.
0: <laughs> I would hate so, um, it if, if I was a woman my name was Karen, I would <laughs> Oh man, this is the worst time.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not a good time. It's not a good time for for that and and especially being a military spouse well, and then, like the spousal yeah. community, there's a lot of Karens and there's like But um, you know, sorry if your name is Karen, we love you. Just don't act <laughs> like your stereotype.
0: <laughs> it's funny too. I have a friend of mine named Chad and he doesn't fit that stereotype either, so
1: yeah. Yeah. Normally people like I've, I've, that I've met, like either like, and I, I don't know if you've felt okay. this too, when sometimes people ha- like have the same name and they have the same characteristics. I have
0: seen that. Yeah.
1: Like, right. And and it's, it's weird. <laughs> I think it's weird.
0: It, it, I don't know. I, it's funny too. Cause like sometimes I feel like I'm four years old because, um, <laughs> there are athletes or people that I meet that I have a, an instant rapport with right away because their name is also josh and it's so stupid (laughs) but like there's a guy um so you know for if you're coming here and you're a fan of bianca's podcast you don't know who i am um i'm a i'm visually impaired competitive surfer and there's a guy that's on the hawaiian team so the the hawaiian team has their own separate thing his name's also josh he was he was on an episode earlier and he and i met he doesn't have the same disability he's he's uh uh you know, uh below the knee amputee guy and I'm a have all my limbs, can't see guy. But we had an instant and then it turns out we actually ended up having a lot in common and we're like, well, we both like surfing, we both like some of the same music and kind of similar approach to life. It was just Yeah. But I think sometimes though, when you're trying to find genuine human connection, you'll just you'll you'll latch on to those things and you'll kind of build and build um you know Yeah. So-
1: Absolutely. I'm always looking for the sore thumb in the room. I'm I'm using this analogy from my friend, uh, Eddie McNamara, who uh, was a former first responder. He was a guest on my podcast. Brilliant dude. Really cool guy. Um, And he's now a writer. And uh, he he wrote an article about imposter syndrome, which was how I got him on my podcast because I was like, hey – you wrote the very thing my podcast yeah. is about. Come on on. So um, he he says, you know, when you're in a room, you kind of look for that one person to that sore thumb. Mm-hmm. Like who else is just like me? And it t- and you'll find that that person that's kind of like standing off to the side, maybe hovering around the punch bowl pre-pandemic, of course, is probably like you and searching for that genuine human connection to you and probably just as uncomfortable. And uh, maybe you guys can like share some jokes and laugh. So sure. I, I always look for that sore thumb analogy. My uh, One of my really good friends, her name's Ashley. Uh, so being a military spouse, there's like a lot of just stupid things that come along with it. And I don't mean to be disrespectful regarding it, um, but I joined, I, I, after losing my job and my husband getting ready to deploy and like n- just like the fear of the unknown, I joined Navy Office. I basically committed a sin, went against myself that said I was never gonna, was never gonna join any of these clubs. <laughs> I joined Navy Officer Spouses Club and they did a Zoom paint night. And uh, so you b- bought a paint by numbers kit right. and then you, um, throw it away because it looks very difficult. <laughs> and I drank a, an entire bottle of wine. I always and, think uh, that we're going that's like a, an excuse
0: really to, to, to drink more than it is an excuse I, to I paint. took
1: one day, I took one look down. I, I was going to do a giraffe for my, 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 my friend. She's, um, she's, you know, expecting to have kids soon. So, so she, I, I was going to do a giraffe and like frame it for her nursery. And I looked down and I was like, that is no. And I just <laughs> threw it away. I was like, I don't even want my fourteen ninety nine back. Right. Like, no. Um, so we're going around the room and, and I'm, you know, we're saying who we are. So I, you know, my spiel is, hi, you know, I'm Bianca Woolwick. Uh, my husband's on this, this ship. Uh, I've been in San Diego this long. I'm from Denver. And she messages me and she goes, you're from Denver. I just moved here from Denver. And uh so I send her my when t- she and right. you know chatting back and forth on Zoom like privately and she's like, is it just me or is this like the worst like experience? And I was like, yes, this is really <laughs> awkward. And it's no, it's no shade. Right. It's, it's just, just you're not wired A lot the of same these women have been in the club. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I was like, we're not having a good time. We found each other, like let's leave the let's leave the zoom. And now she is like, you know, she she couldn't, we couldn't be just like two of more like perfect as friends. And so her husband's coming home from a p- deployment where it got extended. Like now, and I'm just so toxically happy for him. I'm like, yeah, like that's my girl. Like your husband's husband's sure. coming back. And um, so the the spousal community, there's so much support, but there's also like so much commiseration in it as well. Because
0: well, it's tough. You know, it's just I mean, kind you, of you a you're weird separated thing. <laughs> from somebody you care about, somebody, you know, and through it's not like for a happy reason. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> it, this is my only deployment I'll ever have to do. Um, my husband, bless him, has been in 15 years, and we are going to Hawaii in July. And then I might stay there. I don't know. Like, I love Hawaii. It's a pretty beautiful place. I've only been here. once. Yeah, But
0: uh, I, I was fortunate enough to uh, – I mean, I've only been really surfing with any consistency for a handful of years. But yeah. I, I did had a – I had a surf contest uh, in August of 2018 uh, right there on at Queen's and yeah um,
1: yeah i love that
0: when i got off the plane it was almost because there was a little bit of a breeze it felt like mm-hmm. the islands were welcoming me with like a big wind hug you know like
1: <laughs> um i love that and also that's like the most hawaiian thing you could say
0: <laughs> well and that, and that's <laughs> the love thing it. too is so so i obviously have only been over to, and i've actually only ever been on oahu i haven't been to any of the other islands yet um but the the martial art that i have the most background in uh, most Kempo styles have at least some cultural connection to Hawaii. So the majority of ones mm-hmm. that are here, because there was a lot of Chinese masters and Japanese masters and, and, you know, island people kind of merging together and, and cross mixturing of cultures and stuff. So I have that. And then of course with surfing, you know, there's a whole connection with, with Hawaiian culture. So I have mm-hmm. a deep appreciation. I'm probably like the only, um, you know, mainlander who likes spam as yeah. much as the people in Hawaii. Oh my! <laughs> I love, I musubi. love it's my, so one so my It's ever.
1: I oh my gosh, Musubi is delicious. I think I'm I think I'm saying it wrong, so I'm sorry to any uh, Hawaii uh, listeners. And uh, my bad. Um, but I think I ate so much of it um, on my honeymoon because we couldn't. We wanted to go to Iceland, but my husband couldn't get the time off of work
0: and couldn't get it approved. That's a very so different my parents choice. Were like, you have Iceland, just yeah, like one of the parents, coldest and kind of.
1: They were like, you can go anywhere domestically, but like you can't go internationally anywhere. You have to get it approved. And Scott was like, okay, fine. Like we'll go to Hawaii. And his plan was convince wife she will love island life because I he used, he used to be stationed okay. there. Um, so he was stationed there, and then I met him in Denver when he was doing a joint billet um, at Buckley Air Force Base. So uh, my parents were like, we've got this money. We eloped, I, and then we celebrated with a with an Elvis because um, that was my dream wedding.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. And that's just kind of the kind of yeah. people we
1: are like that's we're just goofballs. So we we decided to go to Hawaii. And parents are like we're paying, we're giving you this money, like take a freaking trip. Like go. So we went for a week and I was in heaven cuz it's poke, it's masubi, it's um, you know, mai ties. It's just like I just I loved everything and he showed me all of his old haunts, like where he used to go. We went swimming at Electric Beach, but the whole time I felt so sick.
0: Oh. And
1: well, I didn't know at the time I was just like, maybe I ate something bad. Like I, maybe I, maybe not. Maybe it's, there was a brown water advisory cause there'd been yeah. a, a, a hurricane. I was like maybe it's that. Um, and, uh, no, I had uh, appendicitis. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> and yep. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't have to have surgery on the Island. I had surgery back home. <laughs> so thankfully, thankfully my appendix didn't burst and, and I, I got the treatment I needed. But, um, so sometimes I think about like, uh, the fruit, like the Lilo Kai mm-hmm. fruit, for uh, not. Um, and I ate, Gummy bears of Lilokai, and like to this day, I can't taste that flavor. It makes me very sick to my stomach. Just, but I like, I loved it at the time. I was like, yeah, I love it. Like, give me all these gummy bears with it. So,
0: well, we all have things that kind of ruin things for for years. In my younger years, or ish, uh, I might or might not have had too many pina coladas. (laughs) And
1: (laughs) we all have that one drink, and
0: and, uh, it is probably the last drink I'll, I'll order now but i'm more of a beer guy than anything else <laughs> if i do drink but
1: yeah and it's and it's and it's nice in san diego we're oh, spoiled God. so, so, so somebody told me
0: I was t- i don't know where i found this out but i researched it and it's apparently true that san diego county for for everybody listening for when things open up and you can come mm-hmm. san diego has more breweries per capita than the country of belgium
1: yeah i've heard that like, too and and coming from denver right, another another craft brewery uh, they, town yeah. for sure Yeah, Denver. um, My favorite brewery for your for your listeners um, in Denver is our mutual friend. It's my favorite. I hope they're still in business, but I can't imagine they would go out of business right now because beer. Like Denver loves a today drink. Not only that, but Denver just loves to have alcohol, so um, it's just kind of a thing. And then moving here to the number one. So going from the number four beer uh, state to the number two or one. Depending, I don't know.
0: Portland likes to put put their clam in, but.
1: It was kind of it was nice because I'm a I'm a huge IPA fan. Oh, there's tons and of IPAs so, out here. Yeah, and that's like, and I just I love it. I I never met an IPA I don't like. Um, Scott, my husband, is like his his thing is he has to see through his he can't see through his beer. He wants like stouts. He wants red ales. He wants cream like anything, or he'll just do like a light Mexican beer and like that's his jam. So <laughs> we couldn't be more opposite hey, well, there. You but
0: you it's it's it you're, you're always going to have a little bit of difference, but. Um, I I, uh, I I was thinking about though <laughs> totally like left eh, let's turn it back around mm-hmm. um, but uh, oddly enough I had this you you're talking about the whole sitting and having a beer with, with someone in kind of mm-hmm. the, the vulnerable mm-hmm. moment yep and um, as and I was actually having a conversation with somebody after one of the surf contests you know it was actually at the end of the very last in-person surf contest we had, which the last day was March 14th. So, Mm you know, and then everything else shut down right after that. So we're we're hanging out and we're talking about how, at least within the, the, I guess, larger adaptive or disabled community, there's sort of this, you're an inspiration, but you're also just a regular person. And, um, we're, we're kind of sitting there just kind of in our fairly mushy state, if you will. Uh, cause we had all, mm-hmm. this is after the contest is over. Nobody had to compete anymore or anything like that. And just doing the thing that, it, you know, it doesn't matter if other people get it. And it's obviously easy to say that, right. But if you do what makes you happy, whether or not people get it, um, if you do yeah. something that makes you fe- feel your, your best. Then you don't have to worry about it if, if people get it. So like at the time, right before that mm-hmm. surf contest, I had maybe like a month before I had parted ways with my former coach and I was really struggling going into that contest. Can I win this with ha- it is because I had done very well, even though I hadn't been surfing for a long period of time, um, and, you know, because like you said, you open up more when you're drinking sometimes. <laughs> anyway, can I actually do well? With a different coach Is it Is it with my coach That helped me win Or is it me Because And in, in, it went okay. for If you are visually impaired Or totally blind Like in my case For competition You have somebody Out in the water They can't touch you they, You know It's got to be all Under your own power But But You're relying on them Because you have A limited amount of time To catch waves You're relying on them To give you some verbal uh, Assistance And I was wondering Gosh Is it me Or is it my own coach And within less than a month of working with my now still current coach, um, you know, I did pretty well. I was able to hit the podium for that contest and it's, I'm, I'm trying to think how to, how to articulate this. Cause this is such a deep thing to kind of jump. Right. But
1: I get where you're going. If though. you
0: do something and you know, you're good and you don't, you don't have to, you know, you maybe you don't know if you're good at everything. You know but if like I, right now I I'm, I'm, I've been I've had a bunch of medical things because you know hernia, little minor things where I had to stop exercising and, and whatnot I'm back on it now and I'm looking at getting ready for competition and kind of going, I don't know, I'm not really there but if you have you have that bank in where you can look at and objectively look at how well you've come across, how far you've come, whether people get it or not, It doesn't make it to where you won't second guess people's thoughts, but you have that Mm -hmm. objective standard that you can judge and that you can know, hey, six months ago, I couldn't do this. Now I can do this thing. I I feel like that helps a little bit. So you're not constantly basing your self-worth on other people's opinions. Um, Easier said than done. But what types of things work for you? I mean, that was a kind of a roundabout way of getting to your compensate for this whole questioning your worth kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think um well, one therapy. <laughs> uh I love my therapist. Shout out to Justina. Uh she's great. Uh but really um, you know, you got to show up for yourself and 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 uh it, sometimes I have to give myself a pep talk like especially like, you know, I'll take podcasting right. for instance, like um uh I I I've had people more recently say like, you're so inspirational and, and this is helping me and I could never do what you do. And it's weird when people put you on a Mm -hmm. pedestal. um, And I'm just, I'm just like little old boring, you know, me. And I, you know, just like I'm I'm quick to discredit myself Mm -hmm. a lot times, a lot of times, sometimes. And it's only recently that when people ask me what I do, I had someone come fit blinds in my house and he was like, well, what do you do for work? I was like, I'm a podcaster. And that's when it hit me. Like, I'm finally
0: owning what you do owning yeah.
1: that yeah because i think i think um you know having to show up for yourself it's it's hard and especially um you know if we take it to the women in the workforce sure. thing you have to advocate for yourself and a lot of the times you have to navigate it on your own and figure it out like no one's going to hold your hand um you have to figure it out and it's like sink or swim and so and in kind of harnessing my creativity and like showing up for me so many things in my life have changed i lost 30 pounds since last year um you know my marriage with my husband has never been better like while he's been gone for more than 40 percent of it here and there we were able to communicate in that time frame i was able to get into therapy start taking care of myself i got diagnosed with adhd i finally had the answers to like why i can't finish anything (laughs) And so I'm, as I'm navigating and I'm working through and working on myself, all these beautiful things start happening and just my life, just like it's, the future is a lot brighter than it has ever felt where I just, you know, losing my job might've been the best thing that ever happened to me.
0: You know, I mean, sometimes drastic life changes for, you know, kind of force us to kind of look at and take, take a reassessment of, you know, what's actually important. You know, and and that yes,
1: and there was a lot of it last year for everyone. Yeah. But it's crazy because you kind of touched on it. I, I have this saying that like if you can't come out of this thing better than you went into it, then what were you doing? And I think you know, as we make friendships and as we meet people um, later on in life, we're going to ask, what were you doing during twenty twenty? What were you doing during the pandemic? Um, and their answers and how they handled it and what they did, that's going to determine how you're going to feel about that person one way or the other.
0: I think you're probably right. Most of the time, um, <laughs> at least with that. I mean, it certainly, it's going to give us a gauge just like anything. will, right. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah. Y- you know, if, uh, if somebody disagrees, uh, you know, c- kind of can't see the cuteness in baby Yoda, then I'm going to be like, I don't know what kind of person you are. <laughs>
1: yes. Thank you. Um, There's like, okay, so I'm part of this baby Yoda cult, right? (laughs) So I I talk about it, but there's people that will go into these groups and there's like secret groups. They're like changing these people's lives. Um, For your listeners, uh, baby Yoda, uh, there's like a doll and you could buy the doll and he doesn't have feet. And and so I I, I have one of them and, you know, it's cute. As soon as my wife hears this uh, this episode, then
0: I'm sure there will be at least one in our house after that.
1: Yeah, twenty four ninety nine at Target. <laughs> Um, So, so I, uh, you know, they, they, these people are going into these groups and they're screenshotting and they're like making fun of some people who might be, you know, on the spectrum or might be disabled or might be having a really hard time, like social anxiety. They're making fun of these people for taking their baby Yoda out places. Do I think it's weird? Absolutely. But also, I, you know, I don't if it's judge. Weird? It's it's weird if it makes you happy. Who cares? Well, and
0: and y- y- okay, <laughs> so you're gonna be like, what kind of podcast that I sign up for? So, so I'm, <laughs> so thinking about that whole thing um, of you know, for me, I I grew up in Northern California originally, so I, I grew up mm-hmm. in Santa Cruz, and I say Santa Cruz makes Berkeley look like the Bible Belt. It is banana slugs. Oh, oh dude, you 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 know. <laughs>
1: I'm from my parent. My family's from, Northern okay. So California, you know, what's up so. originally, yeah. not so, me though.
0: Again, you understand what I mean when I say Santa Cruz makes Berkeley look like the Bible belt. Um,
1: <laughs> yes. I know yeah. exactly what you mean. Yeah. Santa Cruz is just like a uh, boulder with an ocean.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I haven't been to Boulder, but I'll take your word for it. But I went from Santa Cruz to rural Northeastern Ohio. <laughs> where, uh, well, for the first six months I lived outside of Cleveland uh, and then I moved to rural Ohio and I went from predominantly black neighborhood where at, up until, cause I grew up around hippies. I didn't know there was people thought there was a difference between people of different ethnicities. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to a, a, place in rural Ohio where the most offensive word that me as a guy who looks white can't say was just what you called a black person. So completely different way of yeah learning. And Got in, I was in that awkward stage in middle school where you were If you, you, you would easily be shamed out of not liking things that you really enjoyed. You
1: know, so like mm-hmm. you like,
0: you know, maybe you're, you're th- when you hit 13, like, oh, you're too old to like Disney movies now. Or mm-hmm. you're, you know, this or that. And the people, I have some friends who I played in a metal band with, husband and wife. And they got really into the whole My Little Pony thing as adults. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. And, and my 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 friend is a beast. He 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 is about as shredded as you can get. One of the most amazing composers composers, uh, like ridiculous metal guitar player. And he was all in, and I and I I kind of appreciate it for a little bit. I never got super deep. I got like maybe a couple seasons into the show. So I guess that sends something about me, but the thing that i thought was so cool about their community of fans when i actually it, yeah it's weird okay 30 year old guys watching kids shows that are originally designed for 5 year old girls yeah it's a little strange for sure but assuming there's a, a there's nothing inappropriate going on you know people like what they like and if people don't like yeah. people don't dig your stuff that's all right you know and yeah. and yeah. i think the more we can just Get into fu- appreciating. I, I don't. I don't get this whole shaming people for liking stuff thing. I th- I'm, I'm kind of over that. Whether it's Baby yeah. Yoda, whether it's My Little Pony, as long as you're not hurting a buddy, I don't care.
1: Yeah. yeah. And like, there's a side of TikTok that because I'm I my my for you page. I'm not sure if you're familiar with TikTok. I, I, I know it, about um, TikTok,
0: and I, I'm familiar. Yeah. The, the interface is a nightmare for a blind person. So
1: as 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 TikTok learns yep. you, it starts to put people in your FYP, your for yep. you page. So um, my TikTok is like drag queens, Disney adults and then like baby Yoda and and then dogs <laughs> all dog content all day um and um and then and then a bunch of like um cuz i i'm very outspoken for trans as well as all human sure. equality so i so i get a lot of um uh drag queens trans and uh you know um
0: you know, non non normative stuff QIA for sure yeah.
1: yeah so i have like i i, I see everything but um, there's a, there's some, occasionally I'll be scrolling and I've been on this I can't sleep. So I'm like scrolling, you know, and, and I'll get like a, oh, you know who the pe- worst people are on the planet, Disney adults. And it's like, wait, why is it bad that I like Disney? Like half of my wardrobe is Disney because I'm sad in a depression and a pan deployment. And I like what I like. Yeah. It, you you can't outgrow it I'm sorry but like show me anyone who doesn't have a blast at Disneyland and i I would be very shocked well <laughs> and and, and, and here's the thing killers. if
0: if somebody goes to Disneyland and they're not having a good time they're doing it wrong <laughs>
1: like, yes you didn't eat a corn dog you needed a corn dog main Street corn
0: dog <laughs> I like the uh the, the, there's the beignets you can only get. I don't know if you knew this that the beignets you can get with that are in the shape of mouse ears you can only get at Disneyland. You can't get it in it.
1: Yeah. Oh, you I didn't get, know. You can't
0: get if you that. go to beignet like to um, Disney World they don't have them. There are things that they make unique to each park, right? Know? And so little things like that. And like I think that's I used to have a hard time with that because you know like you know being I, I grew up and when I was in high school I was very much uh, kind of I guess I don't know, second or third wave goth. I, you know, I had my, my trench coat, I had my piercings. I dyed my hair black, i yeah, probably, <laughs> and I was a newspaper nerd. <laughs> here you go. Um, but you, you, you couldn't, it was all about image. It was all about this or that. And you couldn't, you know, and I, I couldn't let people know that I also liked Chaska, ska and, <laughs> and then it just, it became stupid. Now, granted, it's easier to get locked into that little niche thing when you're a teenager, of course. But you're 40. Why do you care? (laughs) If you can get your stuff done. You know, it's like it's one thing if somebody is does nothing and they're kind of basically a perpetual uh, child and child because there's a difference between having a childlike wonder and and then Mm -hmm. being a childish and expecting everybody to wait on you hand and foot. That's a very different way important distinction, but a necessary, you know, people get those confused yeah. sometimes, I think.
1: Yeah. I don't think we should be, I mean, I, it didn't really click for me until I was like my late twenties, 27 years old. Also kind of like, I, you know, I met my part, my, my partner and, um, you know, I got married that year. And so like, I actually was 28 when I got married, but I, I, kind of clicked for me that I was like, um, yeah, if you don't just do things be, authentically and be yourself, like, you're just never going to be happy. You're going to have friendships that suck and are toxic. You're going to have, you know, you're going to have to do things and hang out and give time and space to people and careers and things that you don't need. Life is too short. And if anything, this pandemic has taught us is it's, it's not guaranteed and it's very short. And it's, you know, precious. Like, life is precious. Like, we must, like, you know i when this all goes away and the vaccines and maybe it's still going whatever this new normal may be i don't want to wait on things anymore i want to do them um I and i don't want to look back and regret that i didn't do it and ever again
0: <laughs> well it's it's funny too because uh, I'm, I'm glad you said the whole like life is precious thing you know um because i went through a and i'm still sort of depending on which episode you listened to you you might have gotten mm-hmm. this you know i um Midway through high school, and even still through my whole goth period, which very weird, uh, I was also very pretty hardcore evangelical Christian, and and very mm-hmm. conservative. Yet I was still very comfortable. I don't know it was a very weird mixture of of subversive subculture and and very Christian stuff. Not no disrespect to Christian faith as a whole, but I went through this period where I was essentially. I was bordering on atheists and I'm still kind of figuring out where I am with, with, with things, but I, I kind of reconciled that either if, if God exists, then life is, is a gift. And because, you know, God gave us life and it's, it's probably one of the most amazing things we could possibly have. And then I also had, you know, when I was trying to figure this whole thing out, I was getting really depressed and kind of discouraged um, and not sure if I believed in God at all. I had a couple of really close friends, uh, or valued friends, I don't know if we're super close, but really valued friends that are both um, some of the most loving people you ever meet, but they're very um, unapologetically secular humanists, atheists. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, either God exists and, and life is one of the most amazing gifts we could ever possibly be given, or even if God doesn't exist, even if this is all there is, well, then life is a treasure and we should make the most of it because this is all there is. And either way, we might as well enjoy life as fully and as completely as we possibly can. So either way, there's no there's no downside for making the most out of your life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I don't really know. I don't know what's out there. Right. I, I didn't grow up religious. Uh, my parents kind of were like, you know if you get sucked into going to a mega church, that's on you. (laughs) Um, And I, that did happen to me. And then, uh, and then I, I got baptized and I was like, they were passing around a collection plate and uh, the guy, uh, the youth pastor up at the top, big, Big old right. Jerk, that guy. He's he's you know he's talking and he's like hey like you know he's it, this is this is how long ago this was. He's holding an iPad or iPod, sorry, a first generation giant iPod, and you were able to get them inscribed at the time. And I was I, was, I think I was like fifteen, maybe sixteen. Okay. And uh, he he's like yeah. He's like you know I, I put this psalm on the back that just like says that this is all you know it's tr- it, it's just considered trash or whatever. Like it's not material possession, doesn't really matter. But by the way, we're sending people to Africa and uh, we need your money and they start like passing around this collection plate and uh i also went and like i also went to a uh like a church camp that summer and uh i stopped listening and i stopped caring and i stopped kind of believing in in the church mentality Mm -hmm. uh when i was told that being gay is bad and i was like wait oh i don't believe that and if that's what is going on here why am i here (laughs) um because i'm not but I have so many friends sure. that are, and I'm very much like, you know, I believe, you know, we should all have rights, right? So, even so, even then, I just didn't agree with it. So, I have not gone back into a church. I, I, I you know, of course, visited churches um, in Europe and stuff, and I felt more of a presence there. Not in, like, a warehouse that used to be a big lots. Right. Like, I feel like um, I don't know what I believe, but I definitely feel like... There is something, or it, what's the meaning? But regardless, like we should be living our lives and being good people. And I don't set resolutions; I set intentions mm-hmm. every year. And my intention is always to just not be an asshole, like be a good person, <laughs> be a good person. I think, be I think a good that's friend, like Will be a Wheaton from
0: Star Trek, I think, and and yeah. from other things too. Uh, I know he tries to live down his his Star Trek days, but I think his his uh, I can't murf it's don't be an asshole, or don't be a dick. But the the whole point is is exactly that exactly that that point of being kind to people you know treat people yeah you know well um fortunately i i think uh spirituality and even christianity for that matter is not monolithic you know i have Mm -hmm. um there's actually a a really cool very gay affirming uh christian church uh in the what is that the north park area and which is not surprising if you know san diego san diego is kind of our our art district the the pc way of putting it um for those not aware, but, um, yeah, I, I think you have that sort of, wait a minute, that doesn't connect you, you're, you're, Mm -hmm. I don't think you have, I think you and I are similar and just in the short time that we've had the conversation that we don't have the tolerance for, uh, very easily discernible hypocrisy, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, where you see like, Hey, this is what it is, but I'm doing this opposite thing over here.
1: Yeah. And, and you're not going to change anyone's mind. Like they say, you like, you know, I say, you know, opinions are like buttholes, like everyone's got 100%. them, you know? So, so I'm not going to change your mind through a Facebook post or keyboard warrior. I'm not going to change their mind on the internet. Um, you know, wow, I heard your opinion. My opinions changed. But uh, something I've learned kind of in getting into my thirties, um, like my mid thirties is that I, I, I definitely um, can see it from all perspectives. Right. Uh, what, what, whatever it might be, and I have a lot of empathy, and I and I can kind of relate. I try to put myself in um, that person's shoes and try to like see their side. Um, but uh, I, I think cancel culture has made this last year pretty toxic. Um, ha- like, gosh, the election was just. Well, I was. I, I just didn't even want to go on Facebook. I was dealing well, with and you know, that. Well, don't don't you know you're
0: not allowed all to have that. a nuanced opinion either. You must be either <laughs> like you must either pr- cr- directly. Uh, exemplify everything AOC stands for. You must be a yeah. diehard Trump supporter, and there is no in-between, apparently. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. come on. Yeah, there's
1: a- I don't know. Things are feeling a little bit better now that we've got a new new person in the <laughs> office, but,
0: but we'll see. I, well, and okay, okay. so I have me some some Trump supporters that I love. We'll, we'll go there mm-hmm. since we, we mentioned it briefly. I'm not going to go in too much controversy out of consideration for yeah. you as a military spouse. <laughs> but I... I I'll be honest, the acceptance speech that, that Joe Biden gave, I cannot tell you the amount of relief I had. It's not yeah. that I agree with everything that he, he puts through. I don't. But I I, I felt re- he sounded like a president again. Yeah, and, and, exactly. And that's, that's, that doesn't mean things are going to be perfect. But it was, I don't think I realized how on edge I was even before the pandemic mm-hmm. about until after. There's this thing that um, a friend of mine and I were having this discussion, because I've been pretty open about having PTSD, and that actually embracing that, I guess, flaw as some people might see it, Mm -hmm. embracing that allowed me to lessen the intensity of my imposter syndrome stuff, too. Um, And when you go through trauma, you don't realize how intense the trauma is until after you're on the other side. I didn't realize how intense on edge and uncomfortable I was with Donald Trump as the president until after he wasn't anymore or until after it was pretty evident that he wouldn't be anymore. And again, I understand I have a lot of conservative people who voted for him the second time. Um, but for me personally, just being able to breathe and have, yeah. like, okay, yeah. it's not perfect, but yeah. this, for, this is more familiar in a rational-ish way. Yeah that makes any sense? Honestly,
1: yeah. Yeah, I um so I my my friend Rick, who works for the center of San Diego, um, which is, uh, they do a lot of really great things for the Hillcrest community and uh, and San Diego and all sorts of stuff. Awesome. He called me the day that uh, president-elect was announced and was like, hey, we, you have to make it to Hillcrest, like right now. Like, the, like Hillcrest is going crazy. It's so much fun. Like it's safe. It's socially distant. We'll just keep our distance. But like, let's go and get dinner and celebrate. And I was like, I normally wouldn't. But you know what? I'm going to. I want to remember Mm -hmm. this forever. I want to remember this day. And I just, I was standing at the, I got dropped off at the flag. And it was just like the city was alive. It's almost like we felt like we could breathe again. Um, At least for me, like for people who, you know, are are voted the other way. Like, I'm I'm sorry. And like, you know what? Set your turn four years out. But... (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm, I'm feeling relief as a military spouse with a deployed husband. Sure. I mean, it, he was just, you, a crazy you had, you, well, you had no but, idea,
0: yeah. you know, with one, uh, hyperbolic statement, we could be instantly at war with some other country and now your husband's in harm's way.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's 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 fine. <laughs> but he, but they're just sitting out in like a tin can in the little sure, ocean. Sure, but, but even um, still, they would like to come home and <laughs> he
0: doesn't have to be out there for as long. And even if, regardless, yeah. without getting to the specifics, like it's still so, less yeah. less dangerous for him if there's not an yeah. the in- imminent threat of. Getting involved in something you didn't expect coming. And
1: imagine being deployed and looking in the wardroom and seeing the insurrection happen, but it happened 11 hours behind, right? I emailed him the day that that happened. I said, you will not believe what's going on right now. And he... He, I sent him like a video clip and I was like, I know your internet's crappy, but like, I have to, like, I have to show yeah. you like, and he, he waited forever for that to download from space and was like, and he watched it and he and my, his roommate were like, what is happening? Yeah. You know, it, it's shot. It was shocking for them. I mean, like, and they don't think about this too. They've been gone so long that they don't like, they were gone when COVID hit.
0: And oh, wow. when they
1: came back, it was a different world. And every time they've come back, the restrictions and the changes, everything's everything changed. It's
0: different. so different.
1: So, so now, wow. you know, they're out there. There's no port calls. They have a COVID seal of a bubble. Right. And, um, and they're not going to like, Scott was like, what's it like back there? And now I'm like, um, I mean, I'm just sitting in my house all day. Like, that's what I'm doing. That can get delivered. I will take it. But I'm, I'm just trying to like, not put myself or you know, I've got pregnant friends that I see sometimes. I don't want to put them in harm's sure. way, so I'm being very careful. But just imagine, like they don't even know yeah. what this is going to be like.
0: Yeah, I, that would that would mess with me a little bit. I mean, I guess then again, I mean, I'm in the military; they're probably trained to deal with drastic change like that to some degree. I would hope. Um, that's
1: eh, well, I don't know. Probably, <laughs> probably. Who knows? who knows it's, it's, um, you know, and with a lot of this, they're, they're, you know, and, and, and having PTSD and veterans with PTSD, um, that's something that they've told me too. like you trauma, you don't realize how bad it is, how it's like a skipping a stone, how, what the ripple effect is like, what it does to your body, like what it does to your anxiety, like how it, how it makes you see the world. Like he was, it's, it just, it's, it's like, it's like wearing a a coat Mm -hmm. and, um, and it's it's really hard to um unlearn a lot of that and, and you just don't really realize what trauma is. Like I I'm sure that I'm gonna come out on the other side of this deployment and be traumatized. Sure. If I see toilet paper, I'm traumatized now. So it's like
0: We we you know? had actually gone to Costco like literally the week before. So Bless. so we were fine. <laughs> we could could not have planned that any better, but
1: especially like i mean i was uh, i was in it, i ended up being able to find some like quarter ply stuff right. to get by um but i uh, also um Scott was gone, and I I remember going to the Sprouts like when everything was shutting down. He's gone, and he's like, "Babe, I need you to like go to the bank and take out this amount of money from the ATM because we don't know if banks are gonna shut." Like they didn't know. Sure. We didn't know our bank's gonna shut. Like what's gonna happen? So I did that because I had to turn my laptop in. Um, as I was leaving, I went to the bank, and then I went to the grocery store. I was at Sprouts, the Sprouts in uh, Lemongrove. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I wanted. You know, like, there was no pasta. There was no rice. There was, like, all the canned goods were missing. And I just was only able to buy certain th- things off of my list. And I and then I told Scott, I was like, you asked me to pick up a lot of stuff that I couldn't get. Like, it's out. And the supply didn't pick up to the demand for quite a while. So it was just kind of weird. And and he's like, I don't understand. Like, what do you mean? What's going on? And then the masks. It was the next week. It was yeah. the masks. And now... I mean, I'm at, I'm at a point where my Facebook memories, like Facebook reminds you, like mm-hmm. what did you do a year ago? Where I'm like out and like living my life and going, you know, bar hopping with, you know, my good duties. and and now I'm and now I'm like I, going to a bar. That sounds that sounds scary. And that,
0: it's it's so funny too. Like, um, you, you know, so I have been taking a little bit more risk than some, right? Mm-hmm. So like I'll I'll basically I'll go surf. I work with a handful of private students out of my home. And the store and then other than that, basically not going anywhere, not because, you know, I mean, it it is there is a bit of a fear thing, if I'm being perfectly honest, but it's also just, you know, I I, I don't know, it's not worth it to me. I need now for me, I have to go out and do something if and and, and thank God I live in San Diego and thank God I surfing something that I do because, you know, I joke, oh, I I ride a longboard. I'm obviously going to be six feet away from people anyway um but being outside i mean that's that's the weird thing about this whole thing is that we're we're inside we're mm-hmm. isolated and and fuck the term social distancing like we already know okay let's let's have physical distance that's fine don't remind us that we're more isolated than we've been um but but even still i, I being able to find your g- getting outside i i get being careful you're around yeah. pregnant people yeah. and stuff but finding Something. Do you, do you, in the midst of this, with while you're still being mm-hmm. careful, do you get a chance to get outside or are you kind of mostly an indoor kid, but uh, um, inadvertently yeah, so? Well- or-
1: I'm very lucky that I own my house uh, and I have a giant front and backyard. And during the summer, I had a kiddie pool and my friends would come over. Nice. That were all spouses and they would drink wine in my kiddie pool. And it was great. And, you know, that was, <laughs> that was like a, a fun summer. That was a fun summer. Yeah, a fun sure. summer. Uh, but, um, yeah, I do. I do find ways um, to get outside and kind of and, and be active. I have a zoo pass um, and the zoo is now, the San Diego Zoo is now requiring a ticketing system. So you, they, so they're going to, they, they, they would. they went, they're, you know, basically you can, you know, you can social distance at the zoo. Fuck social distance. We can do it. Yeah. And um, so um, I've done that. I, I have things I do during the week, like on um, on Tuesdays, uh, every other week, I, I Zoom with my longtime college friend. I, on Wednesdays, I play this thing called Caption That, which is like two drag queens. They, you know, do quotes um, for a picture. It's so much fun. It's hilarious. And then on Sundays, I play drag bingo, and then on Fridays right now, RuPaul's Drag Race is on. So I have my week <laughs> mapped out. Oh, and on Saturdays, I have a Peloton cocktail group that I'm in because I have the Peloton bike. So like I'm keeping myself busy. I've had the Peloton bike yeah. for three years, greatest investment, um, and uh, I keep myself busy I make sure I exercise. I make sure that I, you know, take care of myself sure. and and try and, you know, if I'm having a bad day, cancel my podcast interviews. And I'm trying to. I've set more boundaries mm-hmm. for myself as as the pandemic has gone on. And um, so yeah, I, I do. I do get out. I, I just try to. I try to limit it right now. Like I'm just like, of course.
0: but at least know, you at have your. your you have your yard though, so like you can at least yeah. go outside and have yeah. that freedom moment and. As much as people, and this was, I I was really impressed by the way you opened up and gave a glimpse into the whole Peloton thing, because talk about shaming people for liking what they like. Like Mm -hmm. everybody who's in the whole Peloton community, you've gotten so much hate. Like, oh, it's a rich, rich person's club. Oh, you know, like, like you entitled Karen, blah, blah, blah. Like, at least I've heard that. I don't know how much you actually Mm experienced that directly, but you opened it up how, how helpful has that been? I'm curious.
1: So, okay. So, uh, the thing about Peloton,
0: cause it was going to, cause you, yeah, well, cause you the know, there's a little bit and of sh- you vegans guys, is yeah. they're the
1: same person, Peloton <laughs> people and vegan people. How do you know someone has a Peloton? They'll tell you. Um, so yep. I have had my Peloton bike since 2018. I used to do circuit training at this gym in Denver called fit 36 and they had a monkey bar activity one night. I mean, I, I used to be super out of shape and like, Met my husband, ate cheese plates, gained weight. like Sure. <laughs> obviously, as you do, because <laughs> you're happy. You're like, you, you gain your happy pounds. Oh, I gained 15 so pounds in the first I, three months my, I was my, married. My husband so. was, yeah. My husband was like, you need to fit. Like, not, not, he, he didn't tell me I needed to lose weight. He didn't tell me. He just said, he's just a baby. You're so avoidant of exercise and like, what the good things it can do for you. Like, find something you like. Let's try out some classes together and pick something you like. Well, I picked the first one, which was Fit 36. And so it was circuit training where you would, you know, spin one minute at a station, rotate, and you would do it, you know, whatever. And it was sure. 45 minutes of a hit, a, hit, a hit workout. Well, one of the activities was monkey bars one night. And I ended up ripping a ligament, which it felt like. I didn't ever get it checked out, but I, I, I felt like my shoulder really got hurt. Sure. And... Uh, so Scott had seen all these ads for Peloton, like they're following us around. There was a Peloton store at the mall. We were, we were at the Cherry Creek Mall, got my ring cleaned at Tiffany's, which makes me sound ridiculous. <laughs> I just really wanted a Tiffany engagement ring and I went to get it cleaned and right next to Tiffany's was the Peloton store. So Scott's like, you know what, like, why don't you just check it out? Whatever, like see what it's all about. So what? The, they they hook you in with the sales process, they blast music, it's guaranteed that they're 50% of the time or more going to get you to buy one. And we bought it and it, I canceled my gym membership and I, um, you know, I, I started using it and I, I, then I started joining groups. There's a subculture of groups on Facebook where there's a group for everyone. I'm in a military sure. spouse peloton group. I'm in a cocktail peloton group. I'm in a food peloton group. I'm in a dog mom peloton group. You know, like there's just so many. I mean, there's so many different groups that you can join. But my favorite group is my 5 a.m. crew, um, which they ride at 5 a.m. are used to. I don't think they do anymore. I ride whenever I want. <laughs> um, so, and and we went. To, we took a trip to New York City to go to the mothership, as they call. It this is sounding so culty. I'm so sorry, <laughs> really. You know, uh, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to Sim. like
0: not try really hard. You <laughs> know, the whole thing I say about not shaming people. I'm trying to listen with an open mind I, as much it, as I can. No,
1: you can listen with an open... You can make... Fun, I don't care. You can make fun of me. It doesn't matter. Uh, I still I still have a Peloton bike and whatever. Uh, so I'm actually... These are my Peloton headphones I'm using. So it's kind of funny because yeah. it... Uh, whatever. So um, <laughs> so I have the bike. We went to... We went. You got to meet the instructors in, in, in person. It was in New York City. I'd never been in New York City. And I went to New York City to ride a bike in studio, in person that I own at home.
0: As, as like, long that as... That sounds kooky. I, I think my my... I'll only go. It's a cult when you tell me there are songs that people sing regularly about their pelotons.
1: I mean, if you do a Broadway ride, you know you can sing the Broadway tunes. I sing at my peloton.
0: Right, but it's not like ext- yeah. like songs extolling the the value of pelotons. For
1: no, no, not, not that I know of right now. But I, <laughs> not it's, that you're it's, going it's to tell a, me. <laughs> it's an amazing for me. I, what I have to say is, Peloton did some quite amazing things um, in the last year. They've always been a very inclusive company. Sure. They just didn't really expect this to, f- you know, we didn't know what we didn't know. I mean, they 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 were smart the way they pivoted, and and it's kind of funny because I used to have coworkers. They'd be like, "So my my HR manager, my old HR manager, sure. I saw she had a Peloton. We talked about Peloton forever while I was getting hired, and then um, she had like a background on her screen." And then, and then like, I had like salespeople be like, oh yeah, like, but I like going into the gym. Um, I, I would never, I would never guess how many sales people on my sales team now have used my referral code and have a Peloton. Bike? I'm
0: sure a bunch, especially since they can't go to the gym. I mean, that's exactly. the thing It's like, I, I, I have, because we had to basically move all of our dojo equipment into the place we moved into just after we shut down, like we actually moved where we live. Yeah. And so we have all this extra dojo, you know. Bunch of weights and some bags and pads and stuff, and if I wasn't working out at home throughout this whole pandemic, I'd be yeah. You know what else would I be doing?
1: Yeah, and people, there's an argument too. Like, so when they say it's expensive it's like you can finance it for 0% for 39 months um, and then you just pay the subscription on it and you can have unlimited users I mean I I know all of the sale I should work for them that's how much have they started sponsoring your podcast I know everything (laughs) I know more than you I'm just kidding Uh, uh, but uh, you know for me it's been um, really nice because it's it's, there's times where I'm on a ride and like Mm -hmm. an on-demand ride and you know there's other people riding too at that same time where I felt like I was alone or I'll see a friend's riding so I'll hop in the ride and I'll hide five them or maybe I'll ride with them. I mean, to me, it's just it's given me even more community in a community that I already had. And, um, you know, I think right now we're all kind of looking for something to belong to and something to feel included in. And so for me, that's one of a few ways that I that I've kind of, you know, helped pass the time. Sure. But I, I, I was already I had already drank the Kool-Aid. I was already in. The well,
0: and, and in, in some respects, I mean, it sounds like it's given you that extra strength. I mean, that's one of the things we, we talked about like a minute ago. And I think all of us have dealt with is some degree of social, social isolation. So finding mm-hmm. that connection. Yeah. And, and it's not just and through something relatively healthy, right? Like if you're exercising, you're bettering yourself through, um, you know, I mean, gosh, you know, dealing with my, my PTSD and my depression and stuff. Like if I don't exercise, I feel like garbage, but if I exercise yeah. just a little bit, it's amazing how just my baseline mood is so much better. Yeah.
1: If you told me this three years ago, Bianca, you're going to use your bike every day, and you're going to be you're you're going to shame yourself if you don't because it's sitting right there. I would have been like, no. Like there's yeah, no way, Sure. there's no way. And, but now it's like, it's just something that I do because I feel better when I do I mean, when you move your body, when you go and you do something, when you're outside, when you're outside with nature or you're, or you're doing exercise or whatever, like, like it, it, it does gives you those happy endorphins that, you know, it helps with your stress relief and stuff. And so I'm, I'm a huge proponent of like exercise and all of that. And I think, you know, um, I'm so grateful for it and I'm I'm glad I have it because uh otherwise I'd probably have actually reversed and got and gained thirty pounds
0: (laughs) instead of lost them. And and do you think that the that it's helped with the imposter syndrome kind of like because you have an objective thing you can look at and hey, you know what? I rode today. I I met and I had friends that that you know that
1: yeah, absolutely. I like, especially because like um, something I try to practice. I've been trying to practice more in the last six months or so is mm-hmm. gratitude. Like right now, I feel successful because I have a roof over my head. I'm I don't have to go hungry. I'm fortunate in that I have a loving husband. He might not be here right now, and that sucks. But I have that. I have a really cute King Charles Cavalier Spaniel who who is just very very loving. You know. You know, there's food in the fridge, a house over our heads, you know, I didn't have like i' I don't have it as bad as as a lot of people right now. Um, and so with that privilege, i've I've taken it upon myself to really educate myself, take care of myself, learn something new, learn a new skill. like I've tried to just be a lot more um, open to things. Because I can be, and so, um, so yeah, it's it's nice to have that as like one of the things that I you know I have in my toolbox and my arsenal to kind of work on myself.
0: Oh, well, and you know, I think having that makes all the difference. I mean, you have mm-hmm. something that, that's meaningful for you. Um, so pivoting just just a tiny yeah. bit, uh, cocktail Peloton group Is that, that, that <laughs> yeah. does that does seem like it's a little bit of a contradiction. I I can't work out if I have a couple of beers and then I go like for a run I feel worse <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so uh I actually someone just asked me this and I had to explain that no we don't we don't we don't happy hour on the bike it's okay just a, it's a, it's a that's cocktail a, enthusiast I have group. heard
0: uh because I've done some yoga off and on for for a bunch of years I have heard of beer yoga and I want to try it but I'm pretty sure I, I don't know I'm I'm I wonder how much yoga i ended up doing instead of just drinking the beer
1: i've done goat yoga and uh so i can okay. give a little frame of reference tell me about you, this tell you me you got to tell me about oh the goat gosh. yoga
0: because that is not okay. something i i've heard about it but i don't know anything <laughs> about it. it sounds silly so
1: you know i everyone wanted to do like goat yoga and puppy yoga and cat yoga and Denver because yoga is huge in right well like and then every, and every, also, everyone's yep. throw a rock you hit a yoga studio <laughs> um and so uh my friend and I, my neighbor, she and I saw that they were going to do goat yoga at Civic Center Park, which is,
0: you know, not. The, I'd not totally the, try it. I would totally not the try place it. Unless you
1: really want to, like, be wearing your sportswear Well, like, you know, like some vagrants or right, or just whatever, like they got whatever. like the zoom and in yeah, lens on their right. So, um, but, so. Uh, we we paid and we got our tickets. Took our mats there, and the goat they they just basically like it's it's just a photo opportunity. It's like one of those just one of those just huge for your Instagram feed only. You're not really doing any yoga, right. and uh, so I would assume beer yoga would be kind of similar. Um, but uh, they, they put they put the goats on you, and then like one of them peed on like on my mat. <laughs> one ate my mat. And, like, then one took a poop in front of my friend's face. And I was just like, this is awful. Like, why would we pay for this? Yeah, you're why not going to get I I a lot of deep this?
0: breathing with with the, yeah.
1: Right. And, and then they would they would put the goats on you for photo opportunities. Like, and they're like, well, mostly we just let them do what they want to do. And that's just, like, part of the fun. And I was like, um, Shelly, he peed on my mat. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm not going to do a, a sun salutation right now because there's goat pee.
0: So, so you would not say it's... It was there was nothing. It was an
1: experience. I did it for the gram, and that is how you know I'm a millennial.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny. A lot of people are giving crap to millennials. I mean, because I'm I'm just at the very end. I'm in what they call a zenial. So I'm I'm 40. So I'm right on that edge between Generation X and and millennials. And but you got to figure. You know, the last I checked, I think isn't Mark Zuckerberg a uh, a millennial? He's kind of done some stuff. Yeah. And you got a lot of people who've done some pretty amazing stuff. All the people that everybody admires, the, the current crop of celebrities, most of them are in their 30s right now. That's technically a millennial. So, yeah. well, I'm
1: 30. I'm going to be 32 in June. So, okay. um, and my husband's going to be four, two years. I can't. I can't math. I went to Sylvan. But he's going to be 34 <laughs> this year. Um, and uh, yeah, we are very much millennials. We had MySpace pages. Um, yeah. We um, I will I I do a, I rock a middle part now, but they uh, th- this is what this is what this new generation is saying. They're saying that uh, one they called Lady Gaga's paparazzi and oldie. Oh. so there's that uh oh gosh two, i feel now. Them, yeah yeah no i felt like i needed <sighs> oh, to get geez. an aarp card that's how i felt i was like oh my goodness so they've said that um they said that you skinny jeans are no longer in style so guess i can't wear those dang i only have one pair of jeans though right because they're leg prisons so and um then they said what else did they say they said something about like it was some kind of makeup thing, and that's recently. This is like this TikTok thing.
0: Yeah, see, see, and, you're uh, you're yeah. you're more you're younger than I am because your TikTok is on your radar more consistently. So,
1: well, I I felt like an old person joining it, and then I got in a fight. Okay, I had it and I deleted it. I got in a fight with a kid over Chick fil A, uh, and he was eleven, and I was like, we should probably not be on this app. So I deleted it for a while. Plus there was like kind of the privacy stuff that they were saying, you probably shouldn't have it. And then when they kind of sold it off to an American company, I was like, well, maybe it's fine. I have this cute dog. I'm going to start making dog TikTok. I also love to just get a Guy Guy Fieri cosplay whenever I whenever (laughs) I want because I think it's hilarious. And one of my videos I did with Bourdain and it's like, like oh, that's Colleen. and just for reference,
0: yeah. for, for anybody listening, that's Bourdain is the name that's of your dog, yeah. not, yeah, yeah, that's not like dog. you were deep friends no, with Anthony Bourdain, Bourdain before not Anthony he passed.
1: Bourdain, no, but I do want to get a dog named Fieri eventually. So um, so, I, so, <laughs> so I thought it would be really funny to um, guy Fieri cosplay, like take photos. So I took photos and then I sent them to my husband on the ship and I said, not safe for work. Do not open around people and it was just me in a flame shirt and a goatee and bourdain as a hot dog and just for no reason and he he was he told me he called me he was like this was not funny but actually it's hilarious i love you that's so funny uh, so i took some video too and i and i i did a tiktok with it and this one comment and it's to the point where like i think about it and i laugh the comment says hey i'm a kid I'm just like, yeah, but yeah, bud. If this showed up in your for you page, you probably shouldn't be here. <laughs>
0: Well, I, I I dig on how authentically you're living your life. Anything that like we didn't actually kind of touch on, that you think that I people need to know about what you're doing, or just think uh, no, something just you find interesting? Name, yeah,
1: just the name the name of the podcast. Yeah, please, is, uh, please don't kick me out. Uh, we release episodes on Mondays. Um, I oh I love I love talking to people all over the world. If you like what you hear, like that's awesome. Um, of course, you know some of my listeners are some. Excuse me, some. Yeah, some of my listeners are probably listening to this podcast. Please, um, you know, stay here and listen to it. Uh, I just cannot say enough nice things about Thank what you. you're doing and the conversations you're having and the way it's going to be changing the world. So I'm glad you're putting this content out there. Um, other than that, I, I don't know. Don't join the military. <laughs> 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 don't marry a service person. Uh, just kidding. Um, other than that, uh, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at b i a n c a k e z z. Uh, my podcast is at Please Don't Kick Me Out, uh, and uh, uh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> cool. Oh, okay. All right. A uh, couple uh, favorite brewery in San Diego County.
1: Ooh, that's a that's a toughie. That's a toughie because I would I would I would say it's either Stone or Ballast Point, and I hate that I say that.
0: But well, they're both really good breweries. Yeah, they're
1: both really good, but they're kind of bigger, you know. And um, Stone's oh, you know what? still actually, independent. Kilowatt, Kilowatt.
0: Okay, haven't tried Kilowatt. Stone is still independent though, so you know you get a little Kilowatt
1: bit of- and Ocean Beach. I love that. I, I, it's one of my favorite breweries in general. You know where you I I, do, I will not give my business to is Mike Hess, who willfully stayed open and sardine packed their places.
0: Oh, that's unfortunate. I like so I, I do, actually I threw away their like bar their, glasses. I like their beer. Wow, well, me
1: too. And I was like, this is a bummer.
0: All right, so uh, last thing, uh, c- couple, just a couple rapid-fire things. Um, did you know about carne asada fries before you moved to California?
1: I did, but they, you couldn't get them in Denver, and uh, I didn't really know what they were or what was going on, and then I had actual, legit carne asada fries when I got here, and rolled tacos, and a California burrito, and I was like, I can't believe I've ever – like advocated because i'm coming from colorado i can't believe i ever advocated for this like i this is not mexican food sorry <laughs> sorry colorado i'm not coming for you I'll keep the green chili um the first time my husband's from uh los angeles area and the first time and he's also lived been stationed in san diego before sure. so the first time that i took him in when he was in denver i was like let's get breakfast burritos and he, think about like what a burrito in california is like oh totally right this giant it's like the size it's like a size of a baby size of,
0: yeah size of your arm yeah for sure.
1: like you're gonna want to like Cry about. He's like, and I'm like, do you, I was like, do you want to get your own or do you want to split one? I was like, I was like, but because like they're really small. Santiago's is a chain out in Denver, and they their breakfast breakfast burritos I always liked, and now I question I questioned my entire reality when I had a breakfast burrito here. I was like, what? I totally get it. I totally know now mm-hmm. why he hated it. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. All right, so. <laughs> and, and, and last last question, just to kind of end on a, on a positive note. As soon as there are no restrictions, you can go anywhere you want. Uh, you don't have to wear a mask uh, because everybody's vaccinated or whatever. Uh, one of the first things you want to do, Disneyland, <laughs> of course.
1: Disneyland, and I want to ride the Haunted Mansion. Um, I want to get a Disneyland corn dog. I would. I literally would lick the rails at Disneyland if I could. You know,
0: I don't know that that's a good idea even under non pandemic, but Hey,
1: I I also want to hug. I want to hug goofy. These are, these are the things (laughs) I
0: want to do. And of course the the pandemic happened before I could go to galaxy's edge. So we'll, we'll Oh no,
1: I've ridden rise of the resistance and I have to tell you it's the greatest thing.
0: Okay. (laughs) I I did go to star tours the, the the year it came out. So I'm old enough for that. So we'll, we'll see where that, Mm -hmm. where that compares, but thank you Bianca of for being course. on the podcast thank you. it was it, you know the thing I love about podcasts you never know where they're going to go yeah. you never know what's going to get talked about we didn't even talk about um, all of the your your trans support and support for LGBT stuff uh, yeah. but you know there's, there's ways of interacting still so um, <laughs> thanks again for being on the podcast and uh, again one more time the name of your podcast and then people please can don't for kick it. me out alright Thank you so much. As always, adventure is a state of mind. How you live it is up to you.